Hello, and welcome to This Thing Called Life, a podcast dedicated to sharing stories about acts of giving, kindness, compassion, and humanity. Your host, Andy Johnson, will introduce you to powerful stories about organ, eye, and tissue donation from individuals, families, and healthcare teams whose experiences will inspire you and remind you that while life is hard, unpredictable, and imperfect, it's also beautiful. We are so happy you're here. Now, let's join the show. Welcome to this thing called life. I'm your host, Andy Johnson, and I want to thank you for listening, and I hope you are doing well. This is our fifth episode of our series, The Donation Process from the Lens of the OPO, where we explore how the donation process unfolds uh, within the Organ Procurement Organization, or the OPO. So we're taking you step by step. Uh, We began with our donation support services, um, and then, uh, which is actually where the uh, donation process really begins, and then uh, moved to the next phase, which is working with the donation coordinator, and then family service coordinator, person who goes on site at a hospital to talk with a family about the opportunity for organ donation, and then we transition to organ recovery specialist to learn more about how that process unfolds of the actual organ recovery. So we're gonna take a turn um, and move to the tissue recovery side of this process. So I'm really excited to have our guest today. Organ eye and tissue donation is deeply collaborative. Um, Donation happens because of community, the hospitals, our donor hospitals and transplant centers the OPO, sometimes the coroner, and then finally the funeral. But at the very beginning of this process is the person who designated themselves to be a donor or their family who made the decision. This life-saving and life-changing gift all begins with yes. Um, To learn more about the different positions and roles at Life Center that we've we've had interviews with thus far, I'd urge you to check out lifepassiton.org, which is our website, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just look for this thing called life, and that's where you can learn more about what we do. So the purpose of our series really is twofold. Uh, One, we want to explain more about the OPO's role and functionality so that you know how the gifts of organ, eye, and tissue donation come to be as well as the intricacies of this life-saving and life-healing process. And then secondly, if you're someone listening and you're considering a career change and you're interested in doing something that's very uh, rewarding, uh, service-oriented, giving back, this is a great field to be a part of. It's a wonderful uh, embracing community Um, that really is helping to change the outcomes of of lives for so many people in need of life-saving organ transplants, as well as life healing and enhancing uh, tissue and cornea transplants. So my guest today is going to talk with us a little bit about the tissue aspect of what we do. Uh, She is a tissue recovery tech, and her name is Michelle Myers. Good morning, Michelle. How are you? I'm good, Andy. Good morning to you. Oh, thank you. And thank you so much for being here. So how long have you been with Life Center as a tissue recovery tech? Um, six years. Six years. Okay. And what what brought you to this 
to Life Center? I, w- I was a surgical tech and I decided that I wanted to do something else, but I still wanted to kind of stay in the surgery field. Mm-hmm. And there was somebody that had mentioned, you know, tissue recovery tech. And I was like, well, that's something that I feel like I could do. Mm-hmm. And so I just applied and I got the job and I feel like this is where I'm meant to be. And I feel like that although it's different and it's not for everyone, it's very rewarding. What what do you find, what do you enjoy most about your your role here at Life Center? What I enjoy most is I know that the tissues that we recover are are helping so many people and I enjoy that well I enjoy that feeling of knowing that I'm helping change and save someone's life mm-hmm. and not just one or two I mean with tissue it's you know 70 mm-hmm. if, you know so just for the fact that I just know that lives are being changed right And just for our listeners um, to just get a better feel, last year, your team recovered, there were 678 tissue donors that your team Mm -hmm. worked to recover gifts. Um, As you said, uh, one tissue donor can help up to 70 people through the gifts Mm -hmm. of tissue and bone, skin, cornea. I mean, they're just... and, and like helping people with everything from dental procedures to right. to orthopedic surgeries. I mean, it just, you know, I'm happy to have you on because I feel like often we don't talk enough about the impact of tissue donation. Right. right? And um, I have a personal story with um, tendons. My son, he was, his tendon was severed. So that was about three years ago. And they didn't know what they were going to do because there was also some other tendons that they could sew back together. But if it wasn't for a family and a donor making that decision to donate, he would have probably, I, we don't know how he would, you know, he might not have been able to walk as well as he walks now. Wow. Wow. So this really has come full circle for you. I would imagine. Right. You really have. So you, what I've observed about the tissue team is, I mean, you guys function really well as a team, Mm -hmm. and I would imagine that it, you know, it it takes. It's not just one person doing the tissue recovery. What could you just talk a little bit about? What does it look like when the like tissue recovery process? Like, how Mm -hmm. does that? How does that unfold? Well, we work in three-man teams. We have two tissue recovery techs, and we also have a team lead. The team lead's role is to receive the donor, to do the back end, like the paperwork, mm-hmm. and to do the physical assessments. And then the tech's job is to basically do donor prep, do the recoveries, and so on. So it's a three-man team and we all work together to make, to make everything happen. 
okay. and to honor the donor. Okay. And what would you say is most challenging about what you do? Most challenging probably would be when you have a donor and the circumstances are, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard like a to Patrick case or yes. that's that's what I've heard from the other folks we've interviewed is when it's when it's a donor that's a child that can be right. particularly difficult. Right. That would be the most challenging, I would say, is you know the ages yeah. of the donor. I mean, they're all they all you know, touch your heart, but it, you know, it's just some touch your heart just a little bit more. So that's, that's the challenging part, but we're a real supportive team when things like that happen. I mean, you know, everybody's patient and you just get through it together. Right. And yeah. um, so that would be the most challenging thing is maybe like a, a child or if it's a really bad, you know, just difficult case mm-hmm. to where like an accident or something. Mm-hmm. What is it that motivates you to do what you do every day? What motivates me is knowing that we are changing and saving saving lives. Mm-hmm. That's what motivates me, that we're making a difference, mm-hmm. that it means something from the donor, the donor's family for, you know, making that ultimate sacrifice to give and to help other people. So what were like what what were your thoughts about donation prior to coming into this role? Well, I have always been for donation. I couldn't wait until I could turn the age turn the of the age where you can give blood when I was over 115 pounds. So it started off when I was young with like, you know, the blood, give him blood and stuff like that. So it started young. Wow. It's just, it's something I'm very passionate about. And I can't tell enough people about it. Don't you love telling people what you do? Yes, I, I really do. I really do. That's when, and you know what? I don't know how many times that I have told the story like just working with Life Center and all that and just how you just don't know how many people that you just touch sharing your story because they want to tell their story. And I mean, there's been many times that I've just people that I don't even know that I've just talked to and they've told their story. I've told my story and you just stand there with tears in your eyes and, you know, just realize that we are making a difference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And definitely some days are harder than others, but um, I agree. It's like knowing that, you know, you're making a difference, um, in yeah. someone else's life in this way, I think is, I don't know. I don't know that there's anything more rewarding. Right. So, so let's see, is there anything else you would like to add to this conversation? I have another question. Yeah. To my, so if someone is thinking about doing what it is that you do, what mm-hmm. what would you think are important skills and characteristics to have coming into this? The first thing I think you have to have is a sense of humor. 
because humor will just get you through a lot of things. Um, I think that if a person is wanting to do this job, I think that you, I just think you have to have a passion for just knowing and wanting to make a difference. Right. Um, skill wise, I mean, you know, we can train, but you know, I think it's just knowing that what you do is going to make a difference and it will be hard. Mm -hmm. It will be hard, but we have a good team. We all have been through everything and we, you know, understand if a case happens and, you know, you're sad, the other team member will just pick up and, you know, we just, we're just, we're just a good team. And um, I think if anybody wants to work with us, I think that just take a chance. Mm -hmm. You won't be sorry. <laughs> no, you won't be sorry. <laughs> what would you say about the overall kind of culture at Life Center? If someone were considering coming here, do you? I absolutely love the culture here. I've never worked at a company that where the CEO knows your name, mm -hmm. knows everybody's name. I mean, it's just, it's very welcoming. I mean, they try to, I mean, the outings. Yeah. I mean, that's just amazing that we do so many things as a company, as a company and different departments. Right. So I just think that the overall atmosphere of this place is just amazing. It's wel welcoming. It's just, I just love it. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I really, it's, it's a good place. Definitely, definitely a great place. So we've heard a little bit about what tissue recovery looks like. And if this is something you're listening, this is something you're interested in, you're interested in helping to change lives, I just visit lifepassiton.org. Uh, where you can find out more information about employment opportunities. And then as we close, I just have a fun fact, two things. Michelle, in addition to what she does as a tissue recovery technician, she also volunteers her time um, to help on the community education side. So I just want to thank you for what you do in helping us, in addition to what you do every day and helping to restore quality of life to so many people. Um, but also my fun fact is I need you to talk about your special pets that you have because I just am so intrigued. <laughs> okay. Well, I have two pygmy goats who are now five months old, Waylon and Willie. <laughs> Can't say enough about them. I went through about three years of um, empty nest syndrome and... <laughs> So I got these little guys, and I tell you, I don't know. They're the best things ever. So, so they just wander like, around your property? Like, what do they um, do? They have, like, a very, very nice area. I, they have a better place set than my kids <laughs> when they were growing up. So, yeah, they just pretty much just graze and I'm going to um, try to make them. I don't I don't know what I need to do, but 
I want to make them support goats, like service goats. So I'm really interested in doing that because you know what, as much joy as they bring to me and I swear I could just go outside and just sit there and I could just be in the worst mood and I just sit out there and they just make me smile. So I know if they bring that much joy to me that they have got to bring joy to other people. So I I am need to bring them into the office one day. Yeah, I I thought about doing that. I need to, because I, you guys would just love them. Anybody wants animals, goats, pygmy goats. Pygmy goats. And I think I'm going to add the breeder that we got them from. They are having another, they (laughs) bred some others. They're going to have some more and they will be ready in October. So I think I'm going to get two more. Oh my goodness. I'm going to, I want a Willie. Willie Whalen, I want to get a dolly. And I might get, it just depends if I'm going to get a buck or a doe, or and I might get a, I don't know, a Loretta maybe. Oh, I love that Loretta. Yeah, yeah I'm kind of going with the. I know, I see the yeah. country theme here. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Maybe get a cash in there. I know. Yeah, Willie Whalen, Johnny, a Johnny or a Cash, can name it Johnny or Cash, but it's so funny because when I, when they do something, I'll be like, I'll say, Waylon Jennings Myers, Willie, Willie Meyer, you know, I just say stuff like that. You call them by their whole name. I call them by, I call them by their whole name, but I give them my last name. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I just, I'm so, when you, when you showed me the pictures, I was blown away. I'm like, oh my, oh my gosh, gosh they're, my, they're the most adorable things ever. I will have to bring them in. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, the pictures look bigger than what they are. They're tiny. Yeah. So. I love it. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about uh, what you do and your role at Life Center and facilitating the gift of tissue donation. Uh, We appreciate you um, and just appreciate your smile. You always come in every day with a smile on your face and just, you know, super laid back and just good energy all the way around. So I appreciate that. So thank you for all that you do. I appreciate you. So as we close today's show, There are 105,760 men, women, and children in need of life-saving organ transplants. What can you do to help? Well, if you're not registered, please seek out the information that is true and research what being a donor truly means. You can visit lifepassiton.org for more information. There are also each year about a million tissue transplants are performed. And so we talk about Oregon, but we also need to keep in front of mind the importance of tissue donation and how it heals so many people uh, who are dealing with chronic pain, uh, who have been injured in fires and just, you know, need to heal from their burns. It helps with dental procedures, uh, reconstructions, just there's so many so many things that tissue donation does to help so many in our community. So I encourage you just to learn more about organized tissue donation. You can speak with someone uh, who's 
who's gone through the experience. Michelle here shared her personal experience with her son and his need for a tissue transplant. Um, you can speak with a donor family member. You can also speak with a, a recipient or someone who has been a living donor. You can also, when you register to be a donor, you can also learn more about being a living kidney donor because the vast majority of the people on that wait list, about 90,000, are people in need of life-saving kidney transplants. So I want to thank you so much for listening, and I just want to re remind you to please be kind to yourself and to others. Thanks so much. Take care. This episode is brought to you by LifeCenter. Are you interested in saving someone's life by becoming a living donor? You have the potential to help save and enhance the lives of others, those who suffer from chronic illness or the effects of traumatic events. Statistics have shown that a new name is added to the national waiting list every 10 minutes. You have the opportunity to help others and save lives. You have the power to donate life. By offering a kidney or a portion of the liver, living donors offer their loved one or friend an alternative to waiting on the National Transplant Waiting List for an organ from a deceased donor. Today, the number of living donors is more than 7,300 per year, and one in four of these donors is not biologically related to the recipient. Go to Life Pass It On for more information. Thanks to Life Center for their continued support. Thank you for listening to This Thing Called Life. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your favorite podcast to make sure you get updates on all new episodes. And we would truly appreciate it if you would share, like, or give us a review to help us grow.